Life Podcast is what you are now tuned into. Let's get it. That's right. Let's get it. You're tuned into another edition of Mondays with Coach Jake Spavital of the Texas State Bobcats. This Monday is going to be a little bit different. We got a victory Monday, baby, and that's what it's all about. Coach Spavital and the Bobcats went to Miami this past weekend and handled their business. They went to overtime and, and won 23-17. to 17. Hard-fought victory with Coach Spavital and the Bobcats, and it makes that flight back from Miami a little bit easier. He was probably hanging out with Ricky Rose anyway, because that's what they do. When you victory, you party. And that's how that goes down. And you just happen to be in Miami. But joining us now is Coach Jake Spavital of Texas State Bobcats. Coach, how you doing this morning? I'm good, Arch. How have you been, man? I'm good, man. It's good for a victory. It's a victory Monday, baby. Man, I can't tell you how great that feels, man. Like I'm saying, these kids have gone through so much ups and downs and and just to finally just finish a game. You know, like last year, we had all those gut-wrenching losses. We were in every single game. And we just could never finish. And and we had a message all week about we weren't going to get on that plane unless we came back with a W. And, and, and like, man, it got dicey there at the end. But those kids never uh, – they never wavered. They have a great belief in that they're always going to win. And, you know, we finally finished the game, man. You should have seen the locker room, man. I think it was on fire after the game. which was just really happy for these kids. I did get a chance to see the locker room because it was posted on the social media and it was one of the livest things that I've seen in a long time, especially because of some of the things you just touched on, the ups and the downs that y'all been through, uh, COVID of last season, the hard fought games. And, and for you as a coach, I know we've talked about this numerous times and I've heard you talk about it on other shows um, about how just watching these kids get a victory because of all the work that goes into it. You know, it's not like they're going out there planning to lose. They're every, they have every intention of winning a game, as do you and as does every other team that takes the field. But when you can close the deal and get that that victory, it feels pretty damn good, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just exactly like what you said. Like, you know, you put in nine months of work for 12 opportunities. And, and these kids, like, it, just to see them – you know, rush the field at the end of the game and everybody's just hugging each other and celebrations in the locker room. And, you know, it, it's, it's what I told him, you know, there's, there's not a greater feeling in the world to me than winning, you know, especially like in, in sports like football, where there's not very many games and there's just so much work that's put into it. And uh, it just, it felt really good to finally get that win. I, uh, hopefully we can build off of this and gain some momentum going into the rest of the schedule. Well, let's talk a little bit about that game. I mean, it was a back and forth game. You got out early. And then in the second half, um, they battled back. Florida and National battled back and took the lead. And then you ended up tying the game. And then you get to overtime. But during the process, tell us what was happening during the game. Because some of the things that I made a bunch of notes of is you guys have got to get better, obviously, on third down. You, you know, there was five of 16 on third down. But you did win the time of possession, which is a big thing in, in football. It was close, but it was still a big thing. And then you, you caused a bunch of turnovers on, on defense. So I know that that's a huge uh, compliment to your defensive staff and the way that they keep battling and, and teaching these kids how to turn over the football. Give us a little bit about both sides of the ball. Yeah, you know what, though, the reason why we won this game was the turnover battle, the turnover margin, and really red zone scoring. You know, when the offense got into the red zone, we scored touchdowns and they kicked field goals. And, 
And, you know, that's a big, I'm a big believer in that you got to score touchdowns. That's why I go for it on fourth down all the time in that area, because, you know, touchdowns win you games. But, you know, what we did with the turnovers, the defense played phenomenal uh, in just terms of, you know, just getting us the ball back. And we, we capitalized on it. We didn't do that versus Baylor, but we capitalized on it this, uh, you know, this week where we scored 14 points off of turnovers, which, uh, you know, that that's always going to help you win games because those are the momentum swings you talk about. But, you know, you start the game off offensively, we were rolling. Uh, then we went through some injuries up front, you know, and then went back to this for a little bit. And, and uh, our inconsistency started to show up again. And, you know, really in that, that third quarter, but, you know, we did respond at times, you know, and like I was, I was pleased where we worked our way through it, but we got to be better on offense. We like our words were too inconsistent right now, but we had the potential. You see the first drive, we do a seven play drive and score and then make it seven, nothing. And then, and then we ended up just kind of a lot of it's self-inflicted, you know, on what it right. is, but you get to the defense, the defense, you know, that's a, that's a very talented FIU team. There's a lot of NFL talent on there. And, you know, especially in the skill positions, their running backs, their receivers, and their, and their defensive backs, you know. And, and our, our defense came out there and, and responded well. You know, they, they got us the ball back. You know, there, there were some times they got hit with some things, but they kept battling. But what really separated was in that fourth quarter where we had a battle of field position. All right? We kept – we had a young punt returner who kept catching the ball inside the block, <laughs> which driving me crazy. But, you know, he's going to learn from that. But – you know, we kept, you know, sputtering on offense and then we had kicked the ball back to them and all they needed was a field goal to win the game. And our defense never let them get into field goal range, uh, which it happened on three drives. And we kind of managed that fourth quarter and got out alive, uh, got to overtime and ended up putting them away in overtime. So, you know, overall, you know, it was uh, very pleased with how the defense is playing right now and performing. Uh, but, you know, the kids, they're starting to, you know, play off of each other in critical moments, uh, which, which led to us winning the game. Well, you talked about that that Florida international offense. You know, Devontae Price, the running back, ran for two, uh, 111 yards. He seemed to be very electric once he got the ball in his hands. And their quarterback, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but his first name is Max. <laughs> and he was slinging that ball around a little bit. But you did force him into some very uncomfortable situations when it got to the pressure time. And both of those guys ended up turning the ball over at certain points in the game. So that too is a credit to your defense. But let's talk about the offense, Brady McBride, 18 of 31 for 165 yards. But I think it goes back to what you were saying about that offensive line. He got sacked four times and you're dealing with a bunch of injuries up front, which is never a good thing, especially with the continuity of the team. But you did get back Brock Sturgis and Brock obviously got back into the end zone to get the game winning touchdown. And Calvin Hill also played another uh, valuable game where he was uh, has 72 yards rushes and average 5.1. So with the good, you got to take the bad and with the bad, hopefully some good comes out of it. But talk about your skill positions as well. Yeah, I thought, you know, like talking about the running backs, the running backs are playing well. They are, you know, uh, just getting Brock back healthy. He got him two touchdowns. He's back in the swing of it, man. He looks good out there. Calvin's a special player. Um, and those were the two hot hands in the game. So they got fed the entire game because uh, just the way they were playing. Um, you know, you look at the receivers, you know, uh, we, had, we had some young mistakes out there. You know, we had some drops early. Uh, and, and Brady managed it well, um, ended up getting out there to Barbie. Barbie was the hot hand there for a while. We just kept finding ways to get creative, to get him the ball because he was the one that was really showing up right there in those moments. But, you know, Brady's play, uh, man, that kid battles. Like I'm saying, we, we weren't helping him very much. 
Uh, he was taking some shots. He rushed for 73 yards, but he only netted 53 because of the four sacks. He had minus 20 yards on it, but like he rushed for 73 yards in this game. He was utilizing his feet. Uh, we hit a couple QB draws on him, like on his scrambles. He was getting, he was getting, uh, you know, his five to 10 yards and he was sliding. He hit some, you know, pretty good scramble drills on critical plays as well when, uh, when the pressure was uh, getting to him. But, and I'm saying that kid has got a, a unique talent. He does. And he didn't turn the ball over like he did versus Baylor. You know, and then like I'm saying, we didn't help him very often, but man, that kid battled extremely hard and, and literally like was the one that won us the game because he just kept like he would not back down. He just kept fighting the entire time. So uh, just really pleased with his play. You know, he's going to keep getting better, but we got to do a better job on the perimeter and, and just, you know, getting in more manageable third down situations. We're in third and long. You know, he talked about that earlier about, you know, getting better on third down. Well, we're, we're third and like seven plus on like it's like 70 percent of the time if we get into a third down situation and you can't do that. Like that means our efficiency on first down and second down are, are bad at times, but like typically with us, like, you know, like the first drive of the game, we didn't even hit a third down, you know, like that's when we'd move our best is when we get in a rhythm and we're right. efficient on those first and second down calls. But, you know, you get to, you know, when you get to third down and seven, eight, you know, there's only so much you can do and you got to protect and you got to hold up and you got to win and, and, and be accurate and make contested plays. And, uh, you know, we're just not really good at that. So we got to be more efficient with what we do to get in more manageable third downs. But, you know, again, like uh, o overall, just, you know, we, we still got a lot of improvement. We're not even close to our potential right now. And uh, uh, I thought we got better from week one to week two. It's time to get better to week two to week three now. And that's what it's all about being, you know, showing week to week improvement is a sign of a well-coached team. And I believe that you guys are on the right track. And I know that you got the coaching staff to be able to get these guys back to where it needs to be. But I wanted to ask you about this. You know, you sit and you, you, you're over the last couple seasons, you've seen the ebb and flows of college football. You've seen the way your guys have responded. You've changed the body types. What, what are some of the things that, I don't even know if you can answer this properly because I don't know if we either have the answer, but how do you try to help your offensive linemen avoid those injuries? Because from what I've seen over the last few seasons, you are grabbing from here and you're robbing Peter to pay Paul right now <laughs> to get these guys on the field. And, and, and that's definitely got to be tough, especially for you as an offensive coordinator or offensive minded coach that loves to call the plays it's hard for you to find a rhythm with a bunch of these guys, right? Yeah, it's difficult. You know, like we played uh, eight offensive linemen in this past game. Um, and in and 10 last week, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. better than 10, you know. <laughs> a little bit more healthy. But, you know, we, we got to just keep working our way through it. You know, um, a lot of it, too, is uh, I'm very uh, patient with it. You know, like some of these kids, the kids tell me they're ready to play, but they're not, you know, like it shows you how eager they are to get out there and, and you got to make sure you don't throw them into the fire and, and really, you know, hurt their injuries for long term. So right. you know, non-conference play right now is a great team win right there, which is good. And hopefully we can get a little bit healthier this week. And then you go out there and play in a carnivore and then you go and play uh, in Eastern Michigan. And, and then we start conference play after a bye week. So my whole thought was just to let's let's get these guys eased into it. You're going to start seeing these guys come back slowly. We'd love to start sprinkling in these guys, you know, for maybe a drive here and there throughout the course of these next two weeks and and get them healthy through bye week and then make try to make a run at conference play. But I, I, it's, it's tough to get in a rhythm, man, where uh, 
uh, it, it's hard to call plays at times where you don't know who your left tackle is or your left guard or like what they're capable of doing. Do I need to chip protect to that side? Do I need to do a stay call inside to make sure that they're double teaming on maybe a nose guard? You know, you, you got you to gotta think through that stuff. But, you know, Coach Turner, our offense line coach, is, is really good at the communication with it. Like, it's amazing, you know, in his first two games at Texas State, he's playing so many different people. But <laughs> he's really good with, hey, like, scratch this game plan, you know, get to this. This is what they're capable of doing, you know, and, and we work our way through it. But it, it's hard to, to keep, you know, uh, an entire group of uh, football players healthy for an entire year. Yeah. We know injuries are going to happen. We've got our backup plans. But once we get healthy, we're going to be in a good spot because these kids have played so many different positions. We're going to have a brand new, a whole new, different new starting lineup this week. <laughs> I, and, it, and that's just, uh, you know, where we're at. And we got to figure out who our best ones are, who's going to be healthy. And then when injuries occur, you know, what's our next plan? Who's our next best five up? And, and uh, man, I'm telling you, it's, that's probably the hardest thing I've, I've had to deal with so far. And, you know, I'm sitting here kind of just talking my way around the question that you asked because I, <laughs> I truly don't know. Right. It's a it's a tough one to answer. And, you know, I, like I said, I don't think there is an answer because of what you said, because injuries happen and you just got to be able to adjust and the game's not going to stop, you know, so you got to go out there and play. Uh, and, you know, side note, I was at my son's uh, middle school game last week and they were missing a left tackle and we're like are they running an unbalanced line like what is what is happening during this game but you just gotta go you gotta go the game is not gonna stop you know and you know this like no one cares right oh, no one's gonna feel sorry for you <laughs> exactly in a way you know like you either win or lose that's what it comes <laughs> down to, you know? like and we sit there and talk about injuries and all that you know and and it's part of the game, and we, we got to make sure that we're ready to go and put the best, you know, group out there and put them in a position to have success. And, and we're figuring that out. You know, we had success at times uh, uh, in this game, but, you know, our consistency is not there. And we, we, we got to improve this next week, you know. And, uh, you know, that's the beauty of football, you know. You, you just you, There's a lot of trial and error, and you got to figure it out and, and, and work your way through it. And it goes from the defense side, too. Right. You're in positions as well, and you're like, all right, hey, this kid, we got we to make sure that we maybe bracket help them out and like passing downs on certain, you know, type of plays or, you know, like this scenario, we don't need to press man. And we got to, like, we got to, you know, bail them and do things of that nature. It's just all about figuring out your personnel. Yeah. And you guys do a great job of that. And so I'm excited for you. You get ready to come back home. You're taking on a Southland conference opponent incarnate word. They are led by former red Raider, uh, Eric Morris, who, is getting that team and that organization turned around. They they average 40 points a game thus far in this season, but they're giving up 26 and a half. Um, they're led by their quarterback, number seven, Cameron Ward, and they got good running backs and a lot of – I tell you what, you're going to see good skill players no matter where you're at. So this is going to be a fun, exciting game. And are we packing the whack again this week? Yeah, that's what we got. <laughs> the quality opponent coming in. Uh, you know, Eric's done an unbelievable job at that school and they're very competitive at it, you know, and, and they're, they're very confident, you know, they, you can tell that he's got his guys in place. Uh, the transfer portal has been really good to him as well. You know, he's got a lot of D1, you know, transfers on his, uh, on his team and, you know, like they're, they're going to be competitive. They're, they're predicted to win the Southland conference. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're going to do a lot of uh, moving and shaking and, you know, they got nothing to lose. So they're going to, they're going to take their best shot at us and they're going to probably, show a lot of different things that we're, we're not, you know, preparing for, um, but it's part of the game. We got to be able to adjust and adapt and, 
and uh, we got to go out there and play hard. So I'm excited to be back here in the WAC, you know, just to be back at home, especially after a long road trip. You know, it's going to be good for our kids to get back in front of the home crowd and try to pull out a victory. So are they still is – the, is the garden that you have down in the end zone, is that all season long? Is that something everyone should look forward to every week? Because if that's the case, your boy might bring his family down this weekend. I don't know. You know, I got your tickets. <laughs> yeah, they got that old beer garden set up down there in the in the south end zone. And, you know, it seemed like it was a pretty good hit in that Baylor game. Yeah, it was. And, and you got a chance to see a lot of uh, alumni come back and and watch that game. And a lot of them continue to say that they're they're always impressed with the way your team goes out there and fight. And like you said at the beginning, you got a chance to finish this past week and finish is the key. If you can continue to do that, it's going to be a lot of fun in San Marcos. Cause I'll tell you what, if you hadn't been to a game in San Marcos, you need to make your plans down there and go have some fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it is, uh, uh, enjoy watching the excitement and the people come back around, man. And I, I think the, we're going to keep building it every day and you're just going to keep seeing more and more people come into the stadium. Well, coach, it's always good to, that you spend some time with us on Mondays and recapping this time a victory Monday, and hopefully we do it again. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your staff and I'm excited for your players. I know that you go out there and you bust your butt and you're giving it everything that you got. So hopefully this weekend we'll get a chance to come back out there and check you out and we get another dub buddy. Yeah, that's the plan, man. I appreciate you as always, Harge, man. It's always fun doing this on Mondays. And you know what I always tell you, man. Don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. Eat them up, cats! Peace. <laughs> oh, man. You're the best.